Hello and welcome to Bury the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jen Zaratti. And I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press multimedia producer Erin Labar. Welcome to the show. Kind of a heavy one today. It is. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain, which just we record on, well, we're recording on Friday morning today. So you're getting this like right away. Hot off the press. Yeah. So we just are kind of... Sad. We're just sad. Like reeling a little bit. Yeah. It, yeah. Like news broke this morning. So, and then we're going to lighten things up a little yes. bit. So we're going to talk about Sex and the City turning 20. Yes. Uh, we're also going to be talking about, well, this is relevant to your interests. Yes. <laughs> there are now ginger emojis. There's red haired emojis Yay. after so long of me having to just use a unicorn instead. <laughs> and we're finally, finally, we're going to be talking about uh, Hereditary. Which I saw. Which is allegedly like the new Exorcist. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Which Aaron saw. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. How was your week, Jen? My week was interesting. Like, I mean... Oh, go on. Yes. So, I mean, <laughs> we'll talk about the week culturally, which was super depressing. But yes. my week personally was interesting. So are you going to talk about how you got holes drilled in your mouth? I am. Okay. First though, I want to talk very quickly about how I went to the Queenston Elementary School Carnival. Oh, that's our former, that's our alma mater. (laughs) And I creeped the new gym. Oh yeah. How is it? So it's gorgeous. Yeah. It is like, I've always, I do have an urge to go creeping in there. It is huge. Like remember how we, we used to play that like ring game. Yeah. Over the net. Yeah. And it would hit, I don't like deck tennis maybe. Yes. Is that really what it's yes. called? <laughs> Good job, Jen's brain. So deck tennis, which, which I feel makes like zero sense. Not a what thing. What do they call it? Disc tennis. I have. I, why is it tennis? There's no rackets. Anyway. Anyway, when you would play this game or regular volleyball, <laughs> the ball or ring would hit the ceiling because it was so low. Because yeah, it was basically, a ten foot ceiling. Yeah, the former Queenston gym was essentially a multi-purpose room. Yeah, cafeteria. French yeah. room, music room, gym, yeah, whatever you needed it to be, space. it was there. Um, I can't believe, by the way, having seen it recently, that they fit entire Christmas concerts in there. Like, what? But the new gym is gorgeous, like super high ceilings. Like, it is it is a palace in there. Mm. But it's funny. When you go to your elementary school, which used to seem so enormous, and it's actually oh, it's so teeny, tiny. teeny, yeah. teeny, weeny. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of cute. Yeah. But before that... So I've been on my Invisalign journey, which most listeners will know, my <laughs> adventures in adult orthodontia. And uh, so I have a super deep overbite, an overachieving overbite, as they call it. So you're supposed <laughs> That's to... That's a nice way to put I it. I know. You're supposed to... It made me feel good. Uh, you're supposed to be able to see a bit of your bottom teeth. Okay. When you, you... Bite? Bite your mouth. Okay. You can't see any of mine. Like, it's 90% covered. It's supposed <laughs> to be like 40% covered. Hence the overachieving. So... It was going really slow. So they recommended a procedure in which it's gross. I'm, I'm already cringing because I know what's coming. <laughs> uh, yeah. You said my gums were worse than hereditary. So thank you for that. <laughs> um, they have to drill holes into your gums like, to get at your jaw to soften the bones so that your teeth move faster. So when the cells go to repair the injury, they will move your teeth. I mean, on a scientific level, very yeah. cool. But also, who in real figured life? this out? Like, Yeah, that's true. The experience of getting holes drilled into your gums... <laughs> okay, I actually feel like I'm going to throw up if you keep talking about this. ...was terrible, especially because I felt one of them. Oh, God. But, and then I have to wear this like thing that vibrates in your mouth for five <laughs> minutes a day. It's like a horseshoe type thing, which I guess 
increases movement. <laughs> but I have to say, it's been three days, and I've already noticed like really a big difference. Because when you <laughs> when you when you came into my car the other day, <laughs> just like flipped your lip up, and then I screamed because there are literal holes in your nose. <laughs> um, they seem to be healing fine. It seems to be working. But so can we include the phrase "flipped your lip" <laughs> yeah, like, as often sure. as possible? <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, the one last note I wanted to make about this was that um, typically with Invisalign trays, you have to change them every two weeks and then they improve them a little so you change them every week with this you change them every three days whoa so it like cuts the time down you're gonna have a perfect bite in a very short period of time well i'm gonna have a Meghan markle bite because my orthodontist <laughs> told me that Meghan markle princess went through bites. the same thing so basically i basically, have princess teeth. teeth are like princess exactly how was your week whoa i had a week <laughs> in and a an incident with <laughs> <the shed. laughs> so uh last week i was talking about how all the stuff had been stolen from my parents place like the bike and the smoke this is the shed segment of barry <laughs> yeah yeah we've been talking about sheds a lot but they're yeah. an important piece of home ownership okay like this is i don't it's not my house they are it's it's yes but uh their shed was this old metal thing with the wall caved in because my mom hit it with her car and like <laughs> and had no door so i'm like obviously your stuff's getting stolen because patty did that on purpose so <laughs> wide open <laughs> maybe <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, anyway. <laughs> so I'm convinced them to buy, uh, an, into buying a new shed with a door that you could padlock. My dad was against this and then extremely for this only moments later. I don't know what change happened, but anyway, he decided that I should have to do all the work. So I did all the research, sent him all the links for things. I'm like, oh here's God. the size you want, the price range, whatever. And then he's like, okay come with me to Rona and Canadian Tire. And I'm like, why do I have to go? Like, you're a fully grown adult. <laughs> and he's like, my, and then you're, he's like, mom's coming too. It's <laughs> like, well, doubly, why do I have to go? Like, Family I literally adventure. Driving my parents around to all these hardware stores. And I'm like, they I can mean, drive. It, they're qu- Quick side note, Aaron's parents are not like, conceivably no. elderly no like. they're 65 <laughs> like not even and like fully functioning human adults and so i drive them around we get there he finally picks on a canadian tire pays for it, whatever organizes that my brother-in-law can pick it up the next day yeah. to set it up so he my brother-in-law goes yesterday he's waiting there for a freaking hour because they couldn't figure out they couldn't find the note that my dad left or whatever so he finally gets it brings it to my parents place yeah. i go there after work to see check on the progress and I'm like, oh, that's not the shed that we picked out. Oh, <laughs> Completely no. Completely different shed. After all this kerfuffle and picking out the perfect one, we got the, a different one. But he had already put up three quarters of it so, in the blazing yeah. heat. So I'm like, so well, that's your shed now. That's our. That's their shed now. I like it better because it matches the house. My dad's out of town, so we'll follow up with this next week when he gets back. And <laughs> for part his... part four of Barry Leeds' shed segment. Yeah, but we bought him a new smoker for Father's Day, which is a surprise. So I'm thinking maybe I should put it in there so that it will temper the rage from the wrong shed because he'll have a new smoker. Smart. This has been a week. A week. It, uh, yeah, so both Kate Spade, designer, designer, fashion designer, and Anthony Bourdain, who is chef and reality TV personality and author and all beloved. Yeah, just kind of did everything. Yeah. Um, both died by suicide this week. Yeah. Um, which I think was really shocking for a lot of people, obviously, mm-hmm. because, I mean... I mean, suicide almost always is, right? It almost always is. I don't know that there's too many cases where you really see it coming, especially with, I mean, especially with celebrities. I think we feel like we know them because we know their creative output. Right. And even though social media has allowed us to have contact with 
our celebrities in ways that we haven't had in the past mm-hmm. i feel like there's it kind of creates that false sense of like oh like i can't believe there's someone who i watch her stories every day and she seemed fine yeah, yeah. like exactly yeah, so yeah. i think it's uh blindsiding that way but it's also just it's really um the reaction to it has really kind of highlighted a fundamental lack of understanding still about how depression functions right like a lot of people who are like i don't understand how anyone could do that well you're lucky right you're lucky yeah, if you've never felt that or been in that place then yeah. you're lucky yeah if you if you can't understand that you're lucky and, and the argument too that like i don't understand how someone who has literally every resource in the yeah. world at their fingertips i'm like well then you don't understand exactly like if that's how depression works there would be fewer instances and as you learned this morning there's it's on the upswing yeah i did a little bit of research um so for in the u.s it says uh suicide rates have increased uh by 25 percent across the united states uh over nearly two decades ending in 2016 25 states experienced a rise in suicides by more than 30 percent like that is and then in canada um, that age group that both Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain fall into, I think it's like 49 to 65 is the highest, uh, rate of suicide in wow. that age group. Yeah. Yeah. It. uh, I mean, I think there's a lot of complex factors. Sorry, 40 to 59. I think there's a lot of complex factors, including, I mean, I think you could look at depression through the lens of like, you know, depending on whether you're able to meet your fundamental needs. So, mm-hmm. Because de- depression is helplessness and hopelessness, right? So if you're unable to make your fundamental needs, so you're struggling with homeless, you're struggling with addiction, you're struggling with those things, um, for sure depression is part of that. But I think what's so shocking for people is people who seem to, quote, have it all and have yeah. success and have yeah. money yeah. and have means yeah. are still struggling. And I think that's because it, mental illness doesn't care. Like it doesn't, it's impervious to that. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter how much money you have or how connected you are how beloved you are how successful you are no because it's still that darkness still exists and it's right. that whole like oh, i should just be happy because i have everything to be right happy and it about. almost yeah exactly so yeah. It's, it's almost a counterintuitive it's like why am i not happy when yeah. i should be well and it's just and kind of happiness in general i think in our society is also kind of held up to like one of those like oh we should be happy and happiness and pursuing happiness at all costs Mm -hmm. and what that means and I think for a lot of people who and I'm gonna explore this a little bit in the column too um when people have a brand that's based on happiness like Kate Spade like Kate Spade and I would argue to an extent Anthony Bourdain as well yeah certainly the lifestyle of traveling and and really carpe diem like that kind of you know seizing the moment living your best life that kind of thing totally yeah when you have those two kinds of personalities and that's kind of becomes their personal brand, it can be doubly hard to reconcile the kind of darkness that may exist within them. Mm-hmm. And it got me thinking about just personal brands in general and how they're not really reserved for celebrities anymore. No, I mean, absolutely not. Not when there's like a whole yeah. culture of Instagram famous or YouTube famous totally. or whatever. Yeah. And even, I mean, there's of course Instagram bloggers and their spawn con like that's one thing but there's also people i think who have very curated feeds and want to present a certain version of themselves to the world and don't necessarily want to reveal what's actually going on behind the scenes Mm -hmm. and i think that also makes it hard because i think it's very easy for us even with our friends to be like well everything looked fine 
her Instagram stories were positive. Like she right. was posting, you know, whatever. Or, you know, he seemed to make like jokes on Twitter and was totally fine. And people aren't totally fine. And even in a non-social media context, people do that as well. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. the stigma is still very heavy. Yeah. yeah. That's why I am very open about the fact that I do cognitive behavioral therapy for anxiety. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I talk about going to aerobics for my physical health. You know, I talk about eating well. What's the difference between, you know, talking about mental health as well? And mm-hmm. I think that's so important because I think if the more people talk about what they are doing, I think it makes it easier for other people, hopefully. I agree. And I also feel like, as you said, mental health is not yet grouped in the same space as physical health when it no, really, yeah. really should be. Absolutely. So I think all this is to say, and I am remiss because I don't remember who tweeted this, but it really resonated with me. Check in with your people. Yes. Check in with your strong people. Yes. Don't assume that just because people are, you know, putting up a good face or, you mm-hmm. know, like who think of who the rock is in your group. Check in with Check them. Check in with them. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. And before we go, I just want to say uh, I'm going to list off some phone numbers here. Yeah. So uh, if you do feel like you need to talk to somebody and you're feeling, you know, a little down, mm-hmm. a little depressed, um, the clinic crisis line is 24 hours and it's one eight 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 three two two three zero one nine, and then the Manitoba suicide line is one eight seven seven four three five seven one seven zero, and they are always available to help. Let's uh, move no, I'm on. all sad. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, change the subject. Yeah, to uh, you know diversions. <laughs> Such as you want to talk about Sex and the City first? Or? Yeah, let's talk Kay. about Sex and the City. All right, let's. Shake it off, lighten the lighten the mood a little bit. Yeah, I can't believe I know. <laughs> so twenty years ago, yeah, June sixth, nineteen ninety eight, it debuted on HBO. I wrote a column about it. Um, it's crazy. It's it's crazy to think about. Like, I shouldn't use the word crazy. Oh, that was the other thing I was gonna say. Back to our mental health conversation, just yes. super quick. Um, and about words I'm trying not to use, such as crazy. I swapped out for bananas. Oh, that's good. I say bananas all yeah, the time. Yeah, I, that's something I've been trying to check in with myself a lot more. But relatedly, I really dislike the phrase committed suicide. Mm-hmm. So I prefer using death by suicide just because I think it's a little less judgmental and a little it's more respectful. More accurate, yeah. And more accurate, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. So yeah, language around mental health, also very important and uh, helps with destigmatizing. But anyway, sex in the city. <laughs> um, so oh, I, what a jump. What a jump. So that's kind of an insight into my brain. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I rewatched it very recently, actually. Did you watch it when you were a kid? Like sneak into into like the TV room at late at night? to? So I watched it when I babysat. Oh, yeah. That's always the best way to yeah, go. Because yeah, because you don't live there. Well, yeah. Other people's <laughs> living rooms are the most private spaces. Like, I can't watch a show with sex in the title where my parents live. Like, yeah, that's true. So, yeah. Like, put the kids to bed. Take the baby monitor and my, like, babysitting <laughs> snacks and, like, catch it on, you know. <laughs> Late night HBO. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think it was usually Bravo. Oh, the, yes. That was the Canadian yeah. affiliate yeah. that took it. Because, like, HBO back then, it was back when hotels still advertised having it. Like, it still wasn't really, like, in everybody's house. Right. Uh, some families though would have HBO and it's like, oh, this is good stuff. But yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, so I watched it really recently. I didn't really clue in that it was an anniversary year until after. Like, mm-hmm. So that's not why I watched it. I just, it's a comfort rewatch. Me too. It, uh, some of it really does not hold up. For example, 
bisexual people exist in the world carrie bradshaw get with the times (laughs) like that was crazy and are there i did it again bananas and uh what else there was something else that was really of course the whiteness of the cast yes um and yeah there's just a few things where it's like this show would not be made the same way now (laughs) no of course not however I think the fundamental things about it, a women talking really frankly about sex and And female friendship and female friendship are Mm -hmm. two things that are still make that show feel really. Well, that's why I keep watching it. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're, they're especially the friendship thing, which is why I chose to focus on that angle in my column because yeah, their fights felt really real to me. Like they felt like real friends who called each other out on their crap because they cared about each other. So Mm -hmm deeply yeah also what's interesting is how the men you like changes 100 percent, <laughs> big time because everyone was an aiden lover everyone was an aiden but lover. now you realize that he was incredibly manipulative and kind of a jerk aiden's the worst his and, like forced her into getting engaged when she really was not ready and he's like oh shucks i'm the voice of applebee's the whole thing like <laughs> god he's just like <laughs> and he's like yeah so <laughs> he just he was so manipulative you know and who the best one is, though? Harry. Harry. <laughs> We're agreed on that. Yeah, I love him. I didn't. Yeah, Harry, the divorce lawyer, played by Evan Handler, who yeah. Charlotte ends up with after Trey McDougal. Yeah. Who's played by Kyle McLaughlin, who I love, particularly 90s Kyle McLaughlin. Yes. Because he is a dreamboat. But Trey, yes. also especially in The Flintstones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that furry um, jacket. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Harry was definitely the best one. I know. And Harry, like a lot of his traits remind me of my now spouse. Yeah. And I'm like, I find it very endearing. Well, he just, he, he just loves her so much. He loves her so much. He took such a good care of her. And like, like he put was, up with all of her ridiculous behavior and like screaming at him about stupid things. And super willing to problem solve. And yeah. I would also humbly make a case for Steve. True. I mean, I didn't appreciate in the movie when he did cheat on Miranda. I thought that I was not very either. unnecessary. I also thought that was out of, I thought that was not adhering to the character. Yeah. Sex and City Bible at all. But he, because he used to annoy me because I used to feel like he was like an overgrown child who Miranda had to parent. And I mean, mm-hmm. that's a little partially true in some cases, but I think he really got her to be vulnerable. Yes. And he got her to sort of realize that compromise is... He just was like a good, it's that opposites attract. Yeah. Kind of thing. He was a good, uh, he would relax her. Calm her yes. Down. He was a good foil to her like exactly. hardline foil. type A. That's yeah. the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Read my mind. Burger. I still, I know. Oh, that I was know, rough. I know. And I know he broke up with Carrie via post-it note, which would probably but be But one of my favorite episodes. Text, but I love him. I can't help it. The, one Ron of Livingston, man. episodes is bef- the one before the breakup when she's in court and the guy keeps pulling fruit out of his. Yeah briefcase and then he goes to he burger meets up with carrie at her apartment and she's like guess what he pulled out of his case today and he's like uh pineapple she's like a coconut (laughs) it's sad it didn't work between those two but but insecurity will be the death of you yeah it'll torpedo any relationship so yeah sex and city still some of it doesn't hold up some of it really holds up i really hope they don't ever make another movie no movies were bad but i i recommend a rewatch if you've never watched it or if you haven't watched it really a long time make yourself a cosmo and uh watch (laughs) it because especially season one like that's rough yeah the hair yeah we forget but you know what else has hair emojis (laughs) that look like you (laughs) that was a very awkward segue but 
Yeah. Find an amazing segue. There are red haired emojis Mm -hmm. and I have no idea why this took so long. It took forever. Like there were every other kind of emoji. And I I would always just put a blonde one because I'm like close enough, I guess. I do like that you used a unicorn instead. I do always use unicorns instead. Because gingers are a kind of unicorn. In a way, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Weren't weren't people worried that they were on the decline for a while? Yeah, there was all these weird stories, which probably was quote unquote fake news, Mm. that red haired people would be extinct (laughs) within like a generation or something. But I feel like that's impossible. Yeah. Because it's a it's a recessive gene. So even if there's two blonde people or a blonde person and a dark brown haired person you can you still have a red haired baby you make like my parents a little ginger yeah my, my mom is blonde and my dad is has dark brown hair and your brother's blonde my right? brother's blonde yeah just me just you yeah red haired emojis i know there's also i want to talk a little bit about the other emojis that are weirdly missing yeah there's no tooth emoji there's no vacuum emoji i was trying to text my aunt a bunch of vacuum emojis and there aren't any there's no vacuum there's no tooth or toothbrush or toothpaste, like nothing related to... there's like to... a creepy smile with teeth, right? Yeah, that's not the same. Okay. I want like a single tooth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very specific. Yeah, what which else? is weird because that's the, the sticker that you always get with your agenda books to that's, mark your dentist appointments. That's right. And this week I wanted to use <laughs> teeth emojis because I actually love emoji. Um, but there was like they have a smiling poop, but they don't have a tooth. Come I, on. I would really like to... I'd be curious to know... Uh, how they decide which ones to roll out, like which new ones to make. Yeah, I don't know. If there's like a list and they just kind of go down and like <laughs> I a think rotation. It's like 30% response to like Twitter rage. outrage. Yeah. And then, yeah. They probably like. Well, if anyone knows how they decide which emojis to pick and which ones to design, let also, us know. I want to hear about what emojis are missing that you would like to see. So you should email I us. also would love to hear about which emojis were designed and then immediately rejected. Yeah. That would be really good to know. That would be really good to like know. Like a butt emoji or like. <laughs> yeah. Like something they're like, no, that's just perverse. Like we can't have that. In a- and like, why is there only one like red crayon and crayons in no other colors? And why do you need so <laughs> many magnifying glasses? We've opened Pandora's box like, here. Why is there magnifying glasses angled to the left and right? Well, I guess it depends which way the sun is coming from. <laughs> like, or same with, I think the pens. I don't know. There's also file folders that are closed, but also open. So you can give me multiple file folders, <laughs> but no tooth emoji. Whew, Jen's getting fired up. I'm very fired up. So we're going to do a really quick good or gross segment because mm-hmm. basically we're famous now and people have been sending us products to try, which is like a very new experience for me and I kind of like it. I also feel like people are sending us like low cal (laughs) (laughs) it's true it's after we did the halo top yeah and we were very enthusiastic about low cal options it's basically like things that you can comfortably eat the entire container of which this falls into that yeah so this company is canadian and it's called spokes and they're uh puffed potatoes and as jen knows potatoes are my lifeblood like i would yeah i would eat entirely just potatoes Yep. If my body would allow that she to would. happen. True story. So I'm very passionate about this product or trying it anyway, <laughs> because it's a new kind of potato. So they're called spokes. They look like little wheels. So I guess that's why they're. Which I know, but I didn't pick up on that until someone pointed it out. Oh, <laughs> so, you know, but they're very cute. Um, very light. They come in all the, you know, your potato chip flavors. They sent us literally the biggest box with every kind of flavor, but we're going to try five different ones. Yes. So I have the dill pickle ones. I have Fiesta Salsa. If you care about 
calories. Um, so there's 40 calories for a cup, but 330 for eight cups, which I'm assuming is the whole bag. Uh, yes. So I think there's like 300 calories in like a cup of chips or 12 chips. Yeah. They're, they smell good. They smell good. They smell, I'm trying dill pickle. And I should add that potato chips are my specifically favorite kind of potato. So for me, this is never going to replace a potato chip. These are pretty good, though. They have a good flavor. They do have a good flavor. I've tried some like puffed potatoy things before that were really, really bland. And they kind of um, had a very weird texture. But these are nice and crunchy. They're nice and crunchy. As you can hear. Okay, so we have also... um, Oh, sea salted caramel. Yeah, we have a sweet one. The plain one, the Simply Bear, are not of super appealing color. I feel like these kind of things need to have flavor mm, on them. That needs salt on it for sure. Yeah. There was a sea salt one as well that I didn't open. That one's a sweet one that you're going to try. I don't know how I feel about a sweet potato chip. Well, caramel sea salt. So like. Mm. It tastes like cereal actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I'm going to try the barbecue. Barbecue is not my favorite flavor generally. Yeah. It tastes like you could pour milk on that and that could be breakfast cereal. That is very barbecue-y. Yeah. The pickle is quite intense as well so like flavors are good and intense i think if i was trying if i cared to like eat less fattening potato chips mm-hmm. these would be an okay substitute mm-hmm. and i should say that i did try um the mango habanero flavor mm-hmm. previously uh and that was very good it had like a nice little kick of spice to it i like these my verdict is good yeah my verdict is good too i'm 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 glad that there's quite a bit of flavor i'm gonna try yes. the sweet one before we move on Tastes like cereal, right? Yes. Yeah, I actually really like that one. I do too. Okay. Huh, spokes. There you go. <laughs> I'll admit I had my doubts, but they... <laughs> Verdict, good. Good, yeah. Good light snack for summer. Excellent. Now we're going to talk about hereditary. <laughs> it's reading, watching, listening time. Yes, it is reading, watching, listening time. And I watched hereditary. So here's why this is a big deal. Aaron does not do scary movies. I get very um, impacted by... I get nightmares. I... I just can't handle it. I just don't like them. But you're not a screamer or jumper. No, I, ter- I internalize my fear into like a paralytic state. Yeah. So she's just like motionless. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so they, uh, I had pitched this to do this because I thought it would be funny. And so I went with um, our two of our film critics, Alison Gilmore and Randall King, because they are hardened and nothing scares them. Exactly. They and are. Allison's like, my favorite movies are The Exorcist and Rosemary's Baby. And I'm like, <laughs> so. Um, also, whoa. <laughs> not favorite, but she's like, she likes those movies a lot. Um, so we went and it was just us three in the Cineplex Theater, like yes. alone. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God. And then the movie started and I literally said, oh, God, out loud. And it was just the credits. <laughs> it was just the studio logo. And then I was just silent. For the next two hours, <laughs> I did not move. I had my fingers in my ears because for me, the sound is the oh, most impactful yeah. thing. And this one, this film has a very uh, in your face soundscape. It's just very loud and very much in the forefront. I've only seen the trailers. And so I know the kid makes that like sound. Yeah, that will live in my nightmares forever. Um, the trailer is very misleading though. So if you guys have all seen the trailer, that is not really where the story goes. Like it's okay. not really focused on the kid as much as you think it will be. Interesting. So I did enjoy the, 
the movie itself. It was not the kind of scary that I was anticipating. There was no jump scares or anything like that. It was very much well, like, good. yeah, as I said in our review that was in the paper today, just like a plateaued terror that you're just always cringing, waiting for something to happen. But it doesn't really like you don't get that relief. That's almost very worse. often. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it was it was an experience. <laughs> well, I uh, look forward to seeing it. Would you? You've seen The Exorcist, right? Uh, I don't think I've ever sat down and watched it all the way through. Because I was going to ask you if you felt like it was this generation's The Exorcist. Randy and Allison both said that they didn't think it was a fair comparison. Although there were elements that were similar. Okay. Um, but Tony Collette, holy cow, she is amazing. She plays the sort of main mom character. She's so good in everything. Unbelievable. Like so that she, opens tonight, right? It opens. I think. Yeah, I think it opens tonight. So if you like a good scary movie, a good art house kind of horror film, I would suggest checking it out. There you go. And if I can, as I said in my review, if I can make it through, <laughs> literally any person <laughs> on this earth can sit through that. So um, I'm also going to be watching. Um, there's a new show on AMC called Diet Land, which I think I had kind of talked about in on unpassing an episode prior, but now I've finally seen it. It's really interesting it's basically like it kind of feels like two shows in one which is a little bit jarring because you kind of have this like revenge fantasy and then this like story about like journey to self-acceptance through a our protagonist's name is plum um she is a plus-sized woman who does not want to be and has been spending her life on diets of every stripe Mm -hmm. and is prepping for gastric bypass surgery because she kind of wants to go radical on it and she works at a fashion magazine, so of course that doesn't help. And uh, she kind of has a bit of a, in the first couple episodes, she kind of has a bit of an awakening about, you know, whether to reject society's expectations of her and her body or embrace her body. Uh, so I thought that was really well done, kind mm-hmm. of like just how much mental real estate that takes when you are trying to make yourself smaller and kind of this cultural idea that happiness is a thin body. Yeah, uh, yeah, because that's that, a fun one. That's and that's a big one, right? Like, oh yeah, she even has a dress that she's bought for post surgery for you know the whole when my life begins trope. Well, so, I'll be doing a lovely story about wedding dress shopping as a plus size bride. Let yeah. me tell you, like it's yeah, which we'll definitely talk about. Because, oh yes, yeah, it sucks. It's yeah, it's <laughs> spoiler, it's, it's terrible, spoiler, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like the show really does well at digging into that and it's based on a novel of the same name which is also quite good i haven't Mm -hmm. read it but i understand like from people that are like oh my god this is an amazing book um but it just it's kind of it's trying to do a lot in a short amount of time so Mm -hmm. i'm curious to see where it'll go but i uh i recommend checking it out especially if you've thought about these issues or have dealt with these issues um i haven't really seen them portrayed like this on tv before so definitely worth checking out and what are you working on what am I working on? Kind of just a bunch of opining about <laughs> various things. That's your job. <laughs> that is my job. Um, and yeah, we're going to be heading into festival season super soon. So. Yes. I am working on. <laughs> I have a ginormous story in Saturday's paper. Uh, they are, they being Cavalia. I just mm-hmm. they're just part of my anyway yeah uh we got to go behind the scenes and spend a whole evening with them like pre-show and during the show and post-show super cool backstage with all the horses and the performers and in the makeup tent and the food tent and the costuming and all that kind of stuff so i wrote a big story about sort of what it takes to get the show 
awesome. going every night. And we hung out specifically with one rider and her, one of her horses. So everything's kind of anchored on her. And then I saw know. a photo of a horsey French braid. That made me very excited. Yeah. Yeah. So our photographer, Ruth Bonneville, came with me and just had like the best time because they basically said, take pictures of whatever you want, which does not happen very often when we're yeah. at productions on, of that scale. Usually they're a lot more protective over what uh what they allow us to kind of see and take photos of and document but yes you will you will definitely only find the story in the Winnipeg Free Press absolutely (laughs) (laughs) it's a long read so get a cup of coffee yep and as always you can find everything that we're working on at winnipegfreepress.com as well as in the physical paper as well you can also follow us on social media I'm at Jen Zaretti on Twitter and Instagram and I'm at Nyrabble on Twitter and Instagram and you can uh, email us at bury the lead at winnipegfreepress.com with any suggestions or advice questions always looking advice for questions. questions and we're still looking for suggestions for our food road trip as well so make sure you reach out about that and we will see you next week bye